0: Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on Direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic Starcast, the German football pod brought to you by the Athletic. It's a season-defining crunch game, so what do you do? Well, if you're Borussia Dortmund, you play a weirdly half-baked game and concede later on against Eintracht Frankfurt to be seven points of fourth place facing financial disaster. But if you're Bayern, you eke out a gritty 1-0 win, Opmer Hitzfeld style, even though Abi Leipzig probably deserved the point. We wonder, has a Bundesliga matchday ever capsulated the state of play at the top this neatly? We also have news of the Berlin Derby. The first win for Borussia Mönchengladbach in 10 games and another win for VfB Stuttgart against sorry Werder Bremen for you. All of this and more in Starcast. Hello dear listener and hello Christoph Biermann, who's just about recovered from the excitement at Alte Försterei on Sunday to join us today. But before we get going, I'd like to tell you that The Athletic's fine written content is available for just £3.99 per month for six months at the moment. Go to athletic.com slash pod to sign up. Right, Christoph, we already had the intro. You know what's coming. Is this... The Bundesliga, written large. Bayern get the job done, Dortmund just don't.
1: Yes, it is. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Shockingly right. Bayern was so Bayern and Dortmund was so Dortmund. I mean, it was was everything we've been talking about for weeks and weeks and months. And, and now it's uh, finally settled. Um, uh, Bayern will be the next champion without... Only tiny doubts. And Borussia Dortmund will be out of the Champions League without tiny doubts. So, what do we make out of it, Rafa?
0: Well, let's start with Dortmund first. I mean, it was a hugely disappointing performance. Yes, not wholly unexpected, because we've seen it before. But we had also seen Dortmund turn up in one or two big games. I'm thinking about uh, Seville, for example, in the second half of the season. But there was just this strange combination of being not really urgent, not really forceful up front. There was a lot of easy balls that they lost. It all looked a little bit... Our friend Marcel Reif would probably call it child children's football. (laughs) Um, A little bit too playful, a little bit lacking, lacking maturity, in fact. And at the back... They didn't have a terrible game against a very good Frankfurt side, who had dangerous players in in uh, Jovic and Silva up front. But they conceded two goals, and the second one, as you said, Christoph orbalt killed their Champions League aspirations. Seven points is a lot to make up, especially if you only know the word consistency from looking it up uh, <laughs> online. I was going to say in the Duden, but nobody does that anymore, right? It's only online these days. I, I still have one, so. Yeah, you, well, you, you still have some books, yes. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, where does that leave us? I think the first thing to say is maybe Lucy and Favre come back all is forgiven because it's not down to you or not wholly down to you. Or to put that on its head, Eden tears it. She wasn't able to do quite enough after this rot that had set in over the years and maybe Dortmund would have been smarter looking back not going into the third season with Lucien Favre in the first place if possible and find a more drastic solution rather than thinking a caretaker caretaker manager is just going to make a few changes and everything's going to be fine again let's start let's start with this let's start with the managerial situation is this is this bigger than than Favre or is this still Favre's Lucien Lucien Favre Dortmund playing at the moment and that's why we see these issues.
1: I mean, I mean we've been we've been talking so much about this managerial uh, uh, problems at Borussia Dortmund and, and now I I in the end I have the idea it's not the core of the problem. Because we we saw that um Atalic tried a different approach and he was in a way also successful with it we saw more intensity from Borussia Dortmund in, in some of the matches we we saw them pressing higher we saw them passing faster uh, we saw improvement by um, by uh, single players uh, jaden sancho to, to name one uh, Moda Hoots and and others but in in the end it wasn't enough and and uh, my impression after this I find historic defeat because it it is is really it, it for 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 Borussia Dortmund is a kind of watershed situation not being in the Champions League uh, almost surely not being in the Champions League uh, next season. I think they have to rethink their whole model. Um uh, so so what they had is um this exciting young players Erling Haaland, uh, Jaden Sancho and others, with a mix of mm, uh, presumably more than solid international players. Eden Hazard, uh, Alex Witzel, who is out uh, uh, for, for quite a while, Delaney, Emre Chan, and so on. And when you look at it it, it, it actually doesn't work. It doesn't make a team that is good enough uh, for uh, what Borussia Dortmund is, is looking for. And and um, when you were saying, or, or when you were quoting our friend Marcel Reif with this uh, childlike uh, thing, uh, I immediately had to think, uh, um of erling Holland in this game, because he looked like a frustrated five year old um because he he wasn't getting the balls he wanted and he was uh, he was not uh, he, he had some chances, but they blew them not not in a terrible way, but this in the context with his father and his agent obviously travelling around europe to sell him to Barcelona, to Madrid or wherever else they have been, it's, it, it gives a, a, a strange picture. So you have these talented players where, for, for whom Borussia Dortmund is just a stepping stone in their career and you have the these, this other group of players that is simply not well chosen enough um, to 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 be of the quality Borussia Dortmund needs, and in the end you have a mix and a team. I would wonder if any coach um, would, would would get more out of them. And and so so maybe we don't have to talk too much about the managerial situation, about the coaching of of the whole group, but of of the whole philosophy how this group has uh, has put together and how it is, uh, or the the culture of the club in in recent years uh, in general that led to that situation, or is that going too too far?
0: No, I think, I mean, Dublin themselves are aware of this problem, that their their team has become quite transient. And, and transience is, is sort of the enemy of consistency by, by definition. I didn't write it in my column because I wasn't able to phrase it properly, but it reminded me a little bit when I lived with, with my wife in, in an apartment block. The neighbors were constantly going and coming and going. There was, there was a whole big turnover. And now we live not far away but in a house and it's a completely different neighbourhood you know where the people are you can rely on them if something happens <laughs> there's a much closer relationship and um, I guess Dortmund's issues is maybe similar that uh, there's a lack of coherence because of that stepping stone nature of the club if you will I've called it sort of the bi-level accusation of, of Dortmund a little bit but they've seem to be now in a similar situation at a higher level of quality but structural issues is the same. The question is, Christoph, can they ever change it? I mean, can they become a destination place? Um, or does their position in the financial hierarchy of European football mean that they will always have to be a bit more creative? But maybe they will maybe they will just try to change the the overall composition of the squad a bit more, go a bit more towards having the seasoned pros rather than the, uh, the high potential. But there they have to scout a little bit better because too many of those 25-year-olds haven't really worked out. I'm thinking of Nico Schulz or Julian Brandt, for example, who both just haven't done anything really uh, in a positive sense since moving, or not much since moving to Dortmund. Uh, one more thing on, on, on Haaland and the Champions League and, and and so on we need to talk about. By my estimates, they will at least lose €30 million Euros from not being in the Champions League. But it could be, depending on performances, be much, much more. It could be 60. it could be €70 million. Euros. Uh, there's a very good website which live tracks the income of clubs in European competition according to the various um, factors involved. And they estimate that Dortmund are currently on 82 million euros from the Champions League in this year. Of course, if they go through against Manchester City, they would add to it. That's a big if, I guess. Um, Leverkusen, the best-placed team from the Europa League, who got knocked out in the 32 stage, last 32 stage, received 10.6 million euros. Which shows you. The enormous dist- difference between between those competitions. The question is, Christoph. I mean, you know know the club quite well. What does that mean? I mean, will we see now them cashing in and say, okay, let's start again. No Haaland, no more circus, no Jaden Sancho, and we'll try to have different type of players. Or will they try to continue more or less the way they were? Trying to hold on at least to one of the two.
1: I think uh, one one of the big problems this summer might be um, that they won't even have the chance to cash in, or maybe only on Holland, um, because he seems to be a big target for many of the of the big uh, clubs in Europe, where you have the chance maybe to get a, a, a three figure million sum uh, in in in, in, uh, in transfer. Uh, in transfers for him, but I think they would like to get rid of some of the players or maybe even some more of the players, but it will be almost impossible i would guess uh, uh to 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 radic- for for radical overhaul of of the of the group and and so this um missing of the champions league is is even uh, even more painful because everybody sees uh, that there is a big change needed and you do it from a position of of weakness in a way and not from a position of of strength. And so I, I, I think there will be a lot of uh, discussions within uh, Borussia Dortmund and the leaders of the club Watzke and Zorc and Kehl, Zammer and others uh, what the um direction uh will be they have to take but i think everybody now is aware of uh that the the, the culture of the club uh, has to change and i think it's uh, it has to do with the um, with the with the players and how they are chosen but maybe also the process that has led to uh, a lot of decisions that have been made in the past that prove, that now um seem to be uh seem to be have uh, wrong decisions and uh, yeah uh, there's a lot to do for them a lot of of work to be done and i'm 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 really uh, curious to to see to what conclusions uh, they will come because i think right now they are not decided about it
0: do we give them any hope against city I think Pep Guardiola would have probably said or will probably say that they're super dangerous,
1: super Top, team. top, 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 yes. Um, actually, no. Uh, I, I mean, there are very few uh, uh, teams in the world right now uh, that have a, a chance against Manchester City and I think Borussia Dortmund is not among them.
0: Okay, well, let's hope for the sake of, of them and German football that we're both wrong on Tuesday night. Um, maybe they can surprise us once more by actually turning up and playing to their strengths, which which are considerable on their day. But before we move on, I think we have to praise Eintracht Frankfurt. They weren't necessarily super convincing. I think Sebastian Rode himself wasn't sure whether the win was deserved or not. He <laughs> um, was very honest in that respect. But they had something quite impressive about them when it came to their resilience, when it came to their efficiency in the opposition box. I mean, this looks a lot like the Frankfurt under Niko Kovac, in maybe not in in a football sense, but in the in the sense of their mentality and their attitude, and that uh, I think you you used to call it that muscular football stuff, <laughs> um, but with a bit more refinement as well, and especially when Kostic is playing as well as he has been in recent weeks and and did again against uh, Dortmund. So this is a team that. Has arrived that has, you know, done enough to now get paid its dues in a way. I mean, they're not there by by coincidence, are they? In the top
1: four. No, and 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 I like them uh, because of what what you what you what you already said. I mean, it's it's not a. Um, a team that has uh, an enormous amount of of star players or so, but they are very much a, a football team that goes out to 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 work, but also to play football, and 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 um, I think one of the aspects that sometimes is underestimated um, is that uh, Eintracht Frankfurt is ready to take risks. Risks. They are not. Not they are. Um, they are mostly go out to win. I mean that doesn't mean they are frantically attacking every time or or or, or tried. They try to overrun Borussia Dortmund, but they were always looking for a chance uh, to get a go at the uh, opponent's uh, uh, goal and. And so, in a way, they—I um, would slightly disagree with Rode. In a way, they deserve to win it, um, and 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 also, uh, and and it was also telling that they more or less won it in in the last minute uh, of the game, or, or or very shortly before the end of of the game. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's just a, a, a good football team, uh, cleverly composed by um, Freddy Bobic as a sporting director, well run by Adi Hütter, um, Yeah, playing muscular football, um, but also with, with a, a lot of refinement, uh, good players. Um, and, and they de- deserve to, to play in the Champions League next season. Absolutely. Yeah, and
0: there will there will be, un- unless there's some kind of dramatic collapse and a dramatic uh, reprieval for Dortmund by way of uh, some s- series of runs that they need to, um, a run of wins that they need to now go on. Uh, seven games left, seven points to make up. It's going to be difficult, I think. Uh, the same number is the number that Leipzig, in theory, would have to make up or in practice. If they want to reel in Bayern, after Bayern won the top of the table clash in Leipzig, one 0 courtesy to a goal from Leon Goretzka and a fine move with Thomas Muller at the heart of it. Because of we we mentioned at the uh, at the top that this was a very Bayern-like performance, almost harking back to the times when Bayern perhaps weren't known for being the best playing the best football in Germany, but known for getting results whenever they had to, or mostly anyway. First of all, a bit on Leipzig. Was their game, which showed a lot of good things, especially in the second half, ultimately undermined by that little bit of quality indifference that exists between them and Bayern? In other words, did Nagelsmann win the battle, or a lot of the battles, but effectively they were up against an army that cannot be beaten? at least not over the course of 34 games.
1: It's a, it's a bit too militaristic for me. Here. <laughs> no, I don't feel offended, but <laughs> it, it it was strange especially in in the um in the second half when Leipzig came back with a very cleverly adjusted plan giving more depth, bringing in Klöwerd and, and 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 really uh they were really giving a uh, Bayern Munich a lot of uh, uh, things to think about and, and and work against, and they they were. I think at a point they had nine shots uh, in the second half, where Bayern had none. But I never, never actually had the the, the feeling. That they would score. And maybe it's, it's a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy because, uh, uh we, we've, we also we here, but also people in Leipzig and maybe within the teams have been talking so much about their problems converting goal, uh, goal chances, uh, missing a striker, missing Timo Werner and, and, and so on and so on. Uh, that in the end they were like uh, all over the place and and playing very nice football, but but you were thinking, yeah, oh, yeah, but but you, you won't score anyway. So your heart is closer to Bayern. Maybe your 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 impression was different. I, uh, no, no, okay. It, it, it felt <laughs> similar.
0: Um, I mean, I, I thought that Bayern problem, uh, were under a lot of problem were a lot of pressure they spent a lot of time in the second half running backwards because Leipzig very cleverly played <coughs> through that pressing and then they they often had you know people running at the defenders but Bayern's defense held out and you know Kimmich and Goretzka played a little bit deeper in the second half not by design but almost by by default because they were being pushed back but it's it's a formidable obstacle to to um, to go past, especially with Manuel Neuer in goal, and especially if you don't have maybe a superstar striker, and your your wide players are all very good, but not quite at the superstar level uh, at Bayern's level. So Leipzig did probably as well as they could have done, but Bayern just had a little bit more. This was a Bayern side without Robert Lewandowski. Uh, Eric Maxim choupo led the line instead, but most. Viewers, most observers, I think, would agree that it was Thomas Müller who actually won the game for Bayern, uh, courtesy of that fine assist for Goretzka, but also with his energy, uh, with his work rate and the way he kind of just keeps this team together, even in in moments of adversity. Is it time, Christoph, even though Lewandowski is having this ridiculously good season, is it time that Thomas Müller should be valued a bit more? in terms of maybe being seen as uh, the player of the year, which he's never won before in Germany. And of course, as far as the national team is concerned, who crashed to a uh, quite embarrassing defeat against North Macedonia. After we spoke last, we were a little bit too optimistic (laughs) because the North Macedonia game brought back all the old problems, albeit in the context of of a Germany team looking very tired. But still, I was so upset after the game, I kept on referring to North Macedonia as Northern Macedonia. So apologies <laughs> to anyone listening from North Macedonia to the BBC that night. But yeah, uh, Thomas Müller, discuss.
1: I, I, I would say that the Thomas Müller of this season is the best Thomas Müller ever. Because um, he has added something to his game... I mean we 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 talked about him as the the the, the raumdeuter as he labeled himself so the, the interpreter of space and 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 uh, yes that he is he's in a way crazily and confusing for every opponent all over uh, all over the place and and so on but there is a very mature element has been coming to it and I I, I I thought recently about it. How good his it is what he is saying after after games nowadays. It was always always okay, but but this year it's it's so precise and it's so honest and open without giving away too much intimate details of, of the team and so on. So he he finds the line there to to frankly speak about his team and the problems um, that they were also having to address this in public without um hurting the, the the team as a team and this is very mature and it and this is mirrored in a way how he behaves on 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 the on the field i mean in football in i think in basketball there's always very often the the talk about the glue guy The guy who who holds it all together. And and Thomas Müller certainly is the glue guy for for Bayern Munich. And coming back to the national team, I think this kind of glue guy is uh, missing there. I mean, there is this fantastic uh, uh, group uh, in central midfield with with Gündogan, Goretzka and Kimmich and and who who was out injured and so on but and they are all fantastic players with a lot of energy dedication and and so on but this little extra uh, that maybe is even a big extra that uh, Thomas Müller brings to the party i think this is missing for, for the german national team and and we, we will see him at the european uh, championship Um, that's absolutely uh, I think that there's no doubt about it
0: Joachim Löw cannot afford to to lose out on him the way he's been playing (coughs) and the way on direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply. Right. I think we need to move on from um, Bayern and Leipzig and Dortmund and Frankfurt. And first of all, mention that Wolfsburg wants more one against Köln to underline their top three ambitions, because they're going to be very difficult to displace now. Looking very, very good for them. Looking less good for Köln. But Christoph, of course, drum roll the Berlin Derby. You were there. How was it for you? It was a 1-1 draw. Um, of course, not quite as exciting as the last Berlin Derby at uh, Alte Försterei, which was the first one ever at Bundesliga level. I was there. You were there. It was very, very entertaining. Uh, how
1: was it this time? A, a, a Derby without people watching isn't a real Derby. But in the end, funnily enough, it, it, it felt felt like a Derby, but, but a, a, a bit more like Kreisliga. Because there was a lot of lot of shouting and 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 arguing. Kreisliga and, would and be crying. sort of sixth
0: or seventh division in German football.
1: Yeah, or, or, or close to Sunday football, mm-hmm. I I think. <laughs> yeah, so 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 it, it was like a bit like a, a village football uh, match. Um, so with with with. Uh, people on the pitch and uh, uh, off the pitch uh, being quite frantic about everything but the football was terrible. I mean that was absolutely terrible. I mean uh, Union Berlin had a good start, scored a scored an early goal by um, Robert Andrich who was the youth player at Hertha and was teased uh, during the week by Zeke Neundorf the assistant uh, of Hertha that he, he would still be a closet uh, Hertha fan and and um, and, and union had a great chance to 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 score a second and then they gave away a ridiculous penalty and 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 that was it I mean more or less uh, if we're talking about uh, football the rest were like one million duels and and a lot of a lot of shouting and in the end um Hertha had uh, had uh, managed to to create. Uh, three shots i mean including the one for the penalty and um and and with all their uh f- star studded players where they uh, spent so much money they were parking a lot of buses in in their in their penalty box so i, I mean it uh I, I think for the uh for the neutral uh, who was watching uh, uh this this football match i think uh, hopefully, uh, it, us, it 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 helped them to 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 get a little nap <laughs> during the ninety minutes. Yeah. So so a, lo- a lot of effort and a lot of uh, a, a lot of emotions. But but uh, the the, um, the football was uh, awful. Mm.
0: Is that point though enough for Hertha? I mean, do they think that? Yeah. It's only it's two points between us and the relegation places but we'll we'll be fine this this point just helps us and uh, everything's going to be okay was that sort of the vibe you were getting
1: no, I think uh, I think Paul Dada was actually uh, pretty frustrated how his uh, how his team played because um, he he said uh, Union sta- started like how, how we wanted to to start at attacking high up, uh, confusing the opponent, and and so on, and creating something. But altogether, they were very passive. and And, and he was also saying that um, that maybe it it was a bit like the psychology of the situation where he was saying we are, we were thinking too much and and i, I think there will there will be a lot of thinking uh, until the end of the season because um i mean they will uh, sh- surely be uh, hanging around the relegation zone for 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 some more weeks to uh, to come um i've been saying they have uh, um, they have uh, the most quality of the teams um, in, in the in the last uh, third of the table and I think they will avoid uh, relegation but but uh, uh, they they have to find back their nerves for the for the games to come
0: yeah uh, just to uh, paint a picture at the bottom of the table Schalke needless to say lost again although they were a little bit improved and Klaus until scored a scored a fine goal uh, upon his return. Uh, to the fold in their 2-1 defeat against Leverkusen. The Leverkusen without Peter Bosch, of course. Uh, Hannes, Hannes Wolf now in charge there. The former uh, Dortmund under-23 coach and Stuttgart coach. Uh, Bielefeld, well, they're still a second bottom from the table after 1-1 draw against uh, Mainz. Köln, we mentioned there uh, in 16th. Mainz on 25 now in 15th. And Hertha. Uh, better gold in 14 for only 25 points as well. I want to talk a little bit about the team above them, um, Christopher, team that we haven't really mentioned much, and that's Werder Bremen. I think there was a sense or you know a consensus that uh, Bremen this season would be a little bit better, that uh, we're beginning to see the work of Florian Kohfeldt coming to fruition. And uh, that, you know, with maybe one or two additions next season, uh, Werder Bremen would once again be one of the the sides looking up rather than down. The game against Stuttgart, the 1-0 defeat, the manner of Bremen's recent performances suggest that maybe things were a bit too optimistic in that regard?
1: Yeah, they were. Florian kofeld has managed to, to stabilise uh, Werder Bremen, especially in the back. But I at mean, a low level. At a low level, yeah. But, but at a level um, that at least uh, keep them out of the relegation zone. And I think that, um, um, honestly, it, it, it's, a, it's a step forward uh, compared to last season, where they had, uh, had this... Um, relegation games against um, Heidenheim, uh, the third of the uh, second division, to avoid relegation narrowly, and 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 maybe yeah, people in Bremen or outside Bremen were a bit too optimistic about the possibilities uh, uh, to change uh, for for the club. I mean, they didn't have a lot of financial means to overhaul their. Uh, their team lost even with Klaassen to Ajax, uh, one one of of their, I would even say key players, and um, so so it's um, I think it's in a way it's a season for Werder Bremen to forget in a neutral sense. I mean, not in this. Uh, it, uh, we have to forget about it because it was all also terrible. But it, it, we we can forget about it because it's it's not important because we 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 spared us uh, the terrors of uh, of the relegation fight, but the rest was more or less boring. And they play boring football now, and that's interesting because Werder Bremen, for for years, even decades. Never played boring football.
0: And that is interesting, but maybe not in the right sense. Um, <laughs> things should be interesting, but I, I completely agree with you. Koffels football seems to to go against type. Now you can say that the means justify the no, the ends justify the means in this regard, which maybe is is true. Maybe that uh, stability, maybe that ability to stay out of the relegation zone is is all that's that's needed at this point. Two more things I want to talk about briefly before we leave Stuttgart first of all I mean they're an eighth now uh, four points only uh, between them and the Europa League places do you still think they can do it and what is it they do so well I saw something very interesting about from our colleague Christian Eichner who wrote a piece on Stuttgart uh, and the Bundesliga's uh, sprints and running stats and the point he was making just to summarize was that Stuttgart are actually among the most the quickest, Uh, the most intensive teams in Europe, not just the Bundesliga, with the amount of running and the amount of ground that they cover at high pace. Is that really the secret? That they just run a bit more and they just run a bit quicker than anyone else
1: they also pretty well organized I, I think that's even even more important because I mean all this running around and intensely un- running around leads to nothing if, if it's um, if you're losing your head uh, underway I, I would compare the Stuttgart in a way to to the football, Julian Nagelsmann uh, plays at, at Leipzig. Uh, so there are certain similarities. And uh, it's, an, it's not, not a surprise as um, Matarazzo and Nagelsmann have, have been working uh, together. They have obviously different groups of players. But as but Sven Mislintad also put together a team uh, where the players are able to uh, to sprint a lot because uh, they have the uh, um, the pace and the quality to do so, and um, and um, I, I think uh, Stuttgart is a team uh, with the future. I mean the the players are young. They it's a, their first season, in the uh, for, for a lot of them is a first season in the Bundesliga. Uh, they are a, a bit like the rookies right now. But but if they mature a bit, go into their second season, and so I think you can um, expect good things from them. I wouldn't say great things, but but good things from them. So um, yeah, and in a, in a way maybe together with Union Berlin and, and, and Frankfurt. And so they are the, the team of the season in a way, um, how much they surprise us uh, with their development. Mm,
0: yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Not the team of the season are mentioned Gladbach, even though they won uh, again, which is a novelty in itself. The first win <coughs> in 10 games, a 2-1 defeat of Freiburg. On Saturday, they're ninth now. Same points as Stuttgart and Union, just ahead of them. Is the ROSA drama now over? I mean, do now the players, the club, everyone say, okay, yes, he is leaving, fine, let's just get on with it. And uh, we should no longer, you know, make such a big deal out of it. Or is the fact that uh, Gladbach were having such a poor second half of the season also damaging him in the eyes maybe of his next Players, that he comes to Borussia Dortmund not quite as the potential savior, but maybe as a as a coach that first needs to show he can actually do this. Are these next few weeks vital in that respect? Because I don't see Gladbach qualifying for the Europa League necessarily, but I see Rosa perhaps trying to have a different dynamic in those last few weeks.
1: I, I wouldn't say that it's vital but i think it's 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 in a way important um that um he leaves uh, Borussia mentioned through the front door and not uh, through the back door and and in in a way it looked in 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 the weeks before that it was really more the 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 the, the, the leave through the back door because um uh, the situation uh yeah developed in a in a terrible direction but it, it, when you look at the uh, freiburg game I mean they won it yes and, and it, it was a uh, in a way exactly the opposite to, to what we had seen in, in, in weeks before where they played so, uh, sometimes nice football and at the end of the 90 minutes they were standing there with the losers and against Freiburg they were not very good in the first half to put it mildly. And uh, turned it round in the second half, conceded a last-minute equalizer. Where in the build-up of the equalizer, somebody was was five centimeters offside, and so so yeah. In the context of Borussia Mönchengladbach, we have, we have discussing the role of moments, the role of randomness, the role of luck, and now it it feels a bit like hello luck back again at Borussia Mönchengladbach. (laughs) I've I've been away for for, for some weeks, but now knocking on your door, here I am again. And and so that's that's also part of the football. And now it will be interesting to see if, if Borussia Mönchengladbach um, uh, is able to develop a uh, some energy from it um, and get things going to the rest of the season.
0: Absolutely and it will also be interesting to see who the new manager is because uh, Max Eber is, is taking his time over the appointment um, that would be my last question for you today Christoph who, who do you think is in pole position there and how difficult is it for Eber to find somebody who is sort of at the right level for Borussia Mönchengladbach. A team that sort of are in between levels themselves. They are a team with Champions League ambitions, but not not quite a Champions League squad. They want to go places, but they also have to be realistic. How easy is it, or how difficult is it, to find the right man for that kind of situation?
1: Yeah, and 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 how attractive is it for 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 um, uh, coaches of that stature to um to to coach Borussia Mönchengladbach? What I've heard is that. Um, obviously um Eberl is very keen on hengten karte the ajax uh, uh, coach but uh, uh, he has been working in germany as uh, at at bayern munchen he'd uh, been there the um second team uh, coach quite successfully it's. I think if I if I would be him, interesting question. I mean, uh, the Bundesliga is much bigger and uh, and a more interesting competition than the uh, Eredivisie in Holland. But uh, you can play Champions League with with Ajax, and um, uh, you won't uh, won't be able to do that with um, uh, with Borussia Mönchengladbach. Also. Um eh uh, is is interested in in Adi Hütter but but w- would Adi Hütter be tempted to leave Eintracht Frankfurt at the very moment when they made this historic achievement very likely um to qualify for the Champions League? Hmm difficult. So so I think um uh, maybe there will be a a, a gap between what Borussia Mönchengladbach wants and what they get. And we'll be here to
0: see how big that gap is in weeks to come. Uh, That concludes this week's Stryker Spot. Thank you very much, Christoph. Thank you, dear listener. We'll be back next week with more news of this crazy, crazy League of Ours. Until then, take care. The Athletic.